M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. Hard-bodied, sweaty, hairy Italian man. This is M. Salation. My body did less great things, but it still did the job. <laughs> He's a refined diva. I'm like a dumpster fire, batshit crazy diva, and he's a refined diva. Easily the trashiest thing M has ever, and this is really saying something. You're in m Stephanie was also an unpaid advisor to Melania. I think I could probably claim that status in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darlings. Welcome to m It's me. It's M. It's your host. How you doing, Melburnians? How you feeling? I'm <sighs> still processing like it's right now I can officially go and do what I want pretty much. I mean, not everything, but I'm just still at home living under lockdown, really. I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you know how I go when I head out and about. I am going to the hairdressers today, which is pretty exciting. And, you know, in the mood I'm in, I would like to cut it off in a pixie cut and bleach it pink, bleach it and then dye it pink. You know, just something really low key, not to reflect the inner turmoil I'm constantly in. But I'm not going to. I'm going to stay sensible. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I do want to just briefly talk about, obviously, when uh, Dan Andrews made his big announcement, lockdown was lifted. Uh, At the same time, um, the destruction of sacred Aboriginal trees was about to take place and has been okay to happen. It's the, I hope I'm saying this right, the Jabwarung Heritage Protection Embassy and there's 800-year-old trees there. They're sacred. One of them is an Aboriginal birthing tree and it's very distressing for our Indigenous Victorian population and indeed our Indigenous population nationwide. And I encourage you as I have, I've... I'm always hesitant to talk too much about these things because I am a part of the problem. I'm a white person, but I am an ally and, and I want to do all that I can to help. So I'm using my platform to amplify this situation. And if you would like to send a message to Dan Andrews, to the Minister for Transport, Jacinta Allen, the Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, Gabrielle Williams, you can do that. I'll make sure there's some links on our Instagram page because – there is another way. There has been a study done and they've found a different way that they can put the highway through that doesn't threaten the trees. And, yep, the timing stinks. Uh, and you do have to wonder how much political savvy was at play there when he was releasing all of, Victoria, you know, all of Melbourne from what we've been kind of facing for the last few months, the lockdown. It is obvious that that would drown out what was happening with those sacred trees. So I agree, the timing stinks. If we want to head towards a treaty in Victoria, if Victorian government is serious about wanting to acknowledge what's happened to our Indigenous population through colonisation, then they can do this via, you know, showing how fair income they are via saving these trees and not and not destroying them. And this has been years, this battle has been years in the making. So um, I did want to briefly touch on that, but I'm not an expert, but I, I do want to be an ally and provide a platform. So I'll put all the links up for you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I know it's a weird time for many, the rest of Australia, wherever you're listening from. I know that you're all looking upon Melbourne to see what will happen. I did see some people and Michael told me and you'll hear us talk about it. They came out at midnight. What do you need at midnight? What do you need so, so desperately that you are going to line up at midnight at Kmart? Guys, just baby steps, just breathe, breathe. Don't be lunatics about it, okay? I get it. And that's coming from a lunatic. Um, Michael and I talk about the podcast that I did with my old boss, which has struck a chord with a lot of you. And I listened back to it and I have to say, when I finished recording it, I thought that I was quite 
harsh on him. But I listened back and I do think I I was way kinder than what I thought I was, put it that way, because <laughs> I felt really bad about it. And then when it came out, I listened to it. And I was like, oh, no, you, felt, you spent an unweekend of unnecessary angst. And just know I didn't say everything because there are some things legally that I could never say in the light of day. Him and I did chat more when the mics went off, which, um, you know, that conversation you'll never know. But I did unload everything in the off-air conversation. Don't worry. I'm cleansed. So um, thanks for listening if you listened. Here's to all the difficult women, hey? May we know them, may we befriend them, may we raise them. Because if you're being called difficult because you stand for something, my, my darling, my friend, you keep forging forward. I see you. I am you. I will continue to set myself on fire to burn the path. <laughs> all right, that's enough from me. I love you. I'm glad you're here. Hey, can you tell a friend about us? You know, trying to grow this podcast is, you know, it's not like I have a big television network or a big radio network. I have you guys and you're a powerful network. So today, can you go out of your way to send our podcast to someone who you think enjoys politics, divas, dick jokes, poo chat? You know, look, it's a niche. It's a niche interest group. And if you're here, God, you are my people, Disney's divas and dick jokes and a little bit of Donald Trump. I mean... Guys, we are one. Tell a friend about us today. Please copy the link and send it in a text message and tell them, listen to us while you're driving, while you're cooking, while you're doing the washing, while you're mowing the lawn. It's great to pass the time with. It's so intimate. It's like I'm here in your ear. I am in your ear. All right. That's enough from me. Let's uh, move on. Oh, oh, no, I won't tell you that yet. (laughs) My God, I'm so sorry. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Ah, oh, it's just the, sm- the sweet smell of freedom wafting off him, Michael Lucas. <laughs> it is. Good morning. <laughs> I'm actually looking out to the city and it's got a different sparkle on it. Really? I can what see the it? buildings what? from here. I'm just getting a vibe. There's a slight, it's it's a very, it's a miss, it's a bit like the sequence Bell from Beauty and the Beast when she comes out, <laughs> little town. It's a quiet village. That's what's going to happen with me. Everyone's going to wander around. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> there goes the baker with the tray. We could really keep going. This is the podcast now. We could actually just recreate Beauty in the Beast for everyone. <laughs> hey, I think there are a few people that will be all down for that. Um, oh, we'll just talk about this now. We're going to do it. We're going to do it down the way. We'll do it this way now. Um, obviously, we are now back out. At, we're into what is it? Is it three? So stage three, is that what it's called? I don't know. I've phase lost track three? of the stages. Fra- I think phase? it is. I think that's right. We're stage three, aren't we? We're in four and we've come down to three fully. Yes. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Oh, Hang on. with a few tweaks, like with the visitors and people. Do, do you have to keep a log book? Do I have to log every time my dad comes over? Is that what it is now? Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. I don't understand the rules, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. You're not operating a restaurant in your house, though. No. No, but oh my goodness. There's, I have so many things to talk about in regards to this sudden freedom. Like, first of all, the, the way people have the, – the varying emotional responses to this has been mind-blowing. I don't know why I was surprised. Oh, even but, within the one person, minute to minute, the varying emotions, even I within myself. Through, I went through the five steps of grief. I think I, think I went through 
I think I went through denial. I think I went through like not believing it, anger, sadness, finally acceptance. Yeah. I was so kind of like, oh my goodness, we did it. And then my daughter, my 19 year old daughter was straight on the phone. Like, and she had like five barbecue picnic invites within 20 (laughs) minutes. Like the generation Z's work quickly. Yeah. Uh, they do. Yeah. She had all these Facebook. Oh, my God. She's like, Mom, another picnic, another picnic. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I she could have been doing the picnics already, though. They couldn't because it was only two people from another household. Oh, okay. Like, now it's ten people, no limits on households. Okay. Before, it was like Sophie's Choice. Again, I've never seen the movie. Don't know what Sophie's Choice actually was, but I don't want you to ruin it for me. <laughs> so um, It's not the example <laughs> you want to bring up in regards to your children. No, That's all I say. It. All right. I don't know. I love using Sophie's Choice in stupid scenarios, and I never want to know what that film's about. And I'm watching her and she's like, oh, I've got one this weekend, that weekend. We're going to try and go to this cocktail bar and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, I'm losing her. Oh, that is sad. I just felt a pang of sadness. Yeah, my little buddy who she gets home from work and we sit, we have a cocktail, we have Friday night cocktails together and we watch, you know, we binge watch 90 episodes of some show where Emily in Paris or Pen15 or – and we were in matching pajamas and we sit there and we laugh and then in the morning we get up and you know we go we exercise together or we chat she makes me brekkie every day and you can't lie to yourself and say it'll be like that again because no unless unless, <laughs> unless you somehow trigger so another like, pandemic <laughs> last night i had to put myself to bed at 8 o'clock because it was out like it was just too much it was the, last night was my last night of my children forcibly being they had to spend time with me by law oh yeah. <laughs> What a beautiful (laughs) – those laws were like the legal version of an anti-anxiety blanket for you. And then you and I were planning your birthday dinner this weekend because, guys, we're going to a restaurant. I'm going to wear a ball gown. I'm wearing a fucking – I'm wearing my wedding dress. Like I'm wearing (laughs) – I'm so excited to go to a restaurant. But then you and I are like – Oh my god! But then it's it was stressful. I'd forgotten how to do it, and also, there, to be fair, there was an added level of stress just because the numbers are very strict. You know, you can't. Yep. There's caps on numbers, and there's yep. sitting times, and you've yep. got to plan in advance. And also, we were we were feeling it was basically like I don't know, supermarket sweep on restaurant <laughs> reservations. So we were desperately trying to act quick. Yeah, and, well, it, um, it was. It was. Everything is booked out. Like, and it's great. It's great because also, obviously, reduced capacity. So it doesn't take long to book out when you can only have 20 people in your restaurant. But, but my brain did- has not tried to put together a group of people <laughs> for so long. It's just been the comforting, you know, there's Zooms and then I can visit my mum and that's it. That's all. And so to suddenly have to think about, hang on a second, is this, it, will this group work? What's it? it was just, uh, uh, yeah, the pathways in my brain have, have wilted over time and it was it was stressful and basically and people- I was left thinking, let's just, let's just lock down again. Yeah, you and I were like, let's just do one at our house. Can we do that? I don't know. And also the, the group of people we're trying to coordinate for your birthday, you know, creatives, actors, performers, usually, you know, hard to get them to commit to things in advance. But you and I are like going, no, we have to be there at six. We have to leave at eight. Yeah. And the winners, the winners, as I was calling the the it, there are those old, you know, how the, you've always got in your friends the old reliables that you know if you yeah. ask them about something, you're going to get an answer. It's going to be fast. They're going to stick to it. And, yeah. and in this new COVID dining world, that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> no more flaky, I might show up if I can. This is no. These are no. small business owners. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said to you. 
<laughs> you said to me, oh, can I let you know numbers later in the week? And I wrote back, no. bitch, no, <laughs> you've got five minutes. <laughs> we will commit and we like punctuality with the social. We're not Correct. like, you know, no. flaky social no. attendees. And no, all our, our friends way are, not. of doing. Mm. And also the other thing is we don't like too crowded a venue either if we're honest <laughs> no. with each other. So no. there's a lot about this new world that I hope we'll like. I think we'll like. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for dinner. It's pretty exciting, although it's. I'm kind of feeling a bit anxious. Now, you told me people were lining up at Kmart. Yes. I know because there were all these jokes about, oh, what's the point of it saying 11.59 we open? Like what's going to happen then? Well, the answer was apparently things did happen then because some some 24-hour Kmart's opened. You're joking. At midnight. Yeah. And and there were people, it was like the Boxing Day sales. (laughs) There were people lined up. And the weird thing is. I kind of get it in some ways. I mean, I myself know what I'm going to get from Kmart. I don't know why it shocks me that Kmart shut down I, this time, even though I know it's yeah. retail. I just didn't yeah, see that coming. Same. Or Bunnings. Couldn't believe Bunnings. I was getting a lot of stuff from Bunnings. I, first of all, I'm going to the hairdressers today and I'm so excited. Like, it's all but anything to shave my head off and dye it pink. Like, I'm so excited to utilise the services of a professional hairdresser. And then I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to go buy your birthday present from a shop. (gasps) I'm going to come out with so many unnecessary items and I've already bought everything online. I've got to the bottom of the internet. There's nothing more for me to buy as my anxiety earplugs arrived yesterday. That's right. I bought earplugs that supposedly reduce anxiety. Wow. I got to the bottom of the internet. I clocked internet shopping. Can I just say for all marketers and products out there, you just need to slap the words anxiety reducing on literally anything and she's pretty much going to buy it. You could, I mean, there's probably, tell you what, if anyone wanted to market an anxiety reducing leaf blower, she would buy in bulk. It's hard to imagine how that could. Actually, I believe leaf blowing would reduce your anxiety. I've got two. Yeah. But I am in the market for a backpack one since I watched Casketeers because Francis <laughs> Dippany wears a backpack one and it looks so cool. Clay is going to let me play with the backpack blower. Even during funeral procession driving in, I've seen them blowing the leaves and I've almost crashed the hearse because I haven't been concentrating. And I like the idea of it being so powerful that I propel off the ground. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of jetpack. Um, it's true. So oh, the thought of I'm going into a shop, guys. I'm going into an actual shop. I'm very excited. I need to transfer some money from a savings account. <laughs> I'm all ready. There's no excuse. I hope you don't have the five stages you go inside the door. Like you start to shake, you cry a bit. You, you have to back out. You have to do a second run at it going in. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I probably will. I mean, let's be honest. I, I also just want to touch on, I made the mistake. First of all, last week I commented on a Gladys Berejiklian Instagram post um, some she she posted a picture of something and some guy had written this really lengthy comment underneath, really trashing it. It was a horrible comment. And then I, I decided to click in on his profile because sometimes I'm really keen to see what trolls look like. Mm. Um, the type of people like, yeah, I disagree with a lot of politicians, Michael, but I can't imagine seeking out their Instagram profile and writing a lengthy personal attack on them. I just don't know what that would achieve. No. And I also you know sort of think, idea? I mean, even politicians that are, you know, absolute vehemently, you know, like your Pauline Hansons. Yeah. I still sort of think I for their followers, I guess I would want to convince them to, to yeah. you know. Not vote. To not be with reconsider them. their views and, like, yeah. showering a lot of abuse on them. I can't imagine I just, it's going to have that effect. Well, if they don't know how to use our toilets, then what the hell is going on? Or 
or being the type of person who would feel okay with putting that kind of poison into the world. Mm. Anyway, I clicked in on his profile and I and I laughed to myself. His whole profile was about spirituality, about finding your inner peace, mm. about um, the importance of meditation. So I just wrote underneath it, how's the meditation going, Joel? Comma, I might up it a bit, full stop. That's all I wrote. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I had people coming for me and and I didn't even know what side of politics they were on because she's obviously right wing. So I didn't know who was it, where, where they were coming, but oh my God, I was getting called every name under the sun, Z grade celebrity, loser. One woman said she wanted her money back from a live show she went to five years ago. Like it was intense. Oh, wow. And you would think I'd learn my lesson, but I thought Dan Andrews posted a picture of the top shelf alcohol he was drinking. I don't know that I'll be drinking a beer tonight. I might go a little higher up the shelf. And under it, I just wrote, well done, babes. Like, just, that was it. It's very innocuous. Oh, my God. People came for me. I got called a uh, Murdoch puppet. (laughs) Hang on a second. Now, I really want to take that one on. That makes no sense. Murdoch have been against Andrews the entire time. They've been showering shit on him. They're trying to destroy him. So how can supporting him, it makes it the opposite of a Murdoch puppet. That's why I was laughing. I was like... Do you guys know nothing about me? I'm the opposite of a Yes, I work for a few Murdoch companies, but so do many left-wing people. Like, Murdoch doesn't know who's what things are happening on Fox Television. There's a whole show that's dedicated to tearing his family down. Oh, like, and some, yeah, and also <laughs> supporting Andrews is about, you know, up there, apart from accepting climate science, it's the most negative Murdoch thing you could do at the moment. Correct. And then another woman said, I'm uh, supporting a murderer and she's lost respect for me. How can I support a murderer? <sighs> and then someone else wrote that I want to lick his asshole. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a reasonable thing to write. That's definitely on the next one. I'm going to go to the shops, I'm going to get my hair done, I'm going to find Dan Andrews, I'm going to lick his anus. <laughs> They're the three things on my to-do list today. But I just realised how fucking, oh, it's just, it's insane out there. Oh, yeah. It is a bubbling pot of anger and venom and no one is willing to say he's done well on this response. And this is my stance on Dan Andrews. He's done well on this response, but, yes, there were some terrible mistakes made. Lives were lost as a result of those mistakes. The inquiry will find out what the fuck went wrong so it never happens again. We're in unprecedented times. No one really knew how to handle this because we've never done it before. So it's not going to be perfect. And, unfortunately, you know, there was catastrophic results from it not being perfect but this same standards i want applied to scott morrison's response to the bushfires oh, the same totally. standards you know this it just feels like it's one set of rules for one person and then another set of rules depending on what side of politics you sit on and i think if you're not able to see the nuance in these situations if you're like no fuck the entire labor government because they made that mistake how is your life how do you even live if you're not able to go this this was done well this was done very badly and we need to figure out you know, how we can fix that and move forward. So I don't know. I just think that. I, I would I would like to think that the lockdown pitch of social media aggro it was perhaps a new world record and it might come down a little bit now that we're allowed out. I have not. Even today I was looking and you know how sometimes it's just when you're going through your feed, you see a couple of posts from the past few days and I was seeing some yeah. of the things, even my close friends were posting when the cautious pause happened and <laughs> people pause. were, they're so funny to read now because people were losing their <laughs> shit. They're going, yes, is it. I have yeah. I'm this far, but I cannot go forward. I yeah. must defy the government. It was just, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So there was, I think, feeding into a lot of it 
But then again, you, I don't know. You look at America, they're not locked down and they've got a lot of aggro everywhere. I hope maybe it's just the way we're going. We're getting angrier and angrier. But the idea that anyone truly in their heart believes that Dan Andrew was some power-hungry megalomaniac sitting at home just like delightfully plunging his economy into the toilet because he's gone a power trip. <laughs> anyone in their heart, in their third eye, in their soul waters truly believe that? Do you? I know. Honestly. Well, I mean, I mean, the polls still have him at majority support, though. If you feel like that would happen when you look at those social media comments and when you look at the front pages of the Murdoch <sighs> papers. But I think by and large, a lot of people, like amongst a whole lot of other things, the impression that you get is, wow, he made some pretty tough decisions when there were yeah. a lot of people pouring shit on him. And that that does command a certain amount of respect. Just to see, But he well, also even made Even sometimes, even if you don't agree with all of those no. decisions, yeah. still to see someone that think, well, I think this is right and this is the health advice. And I'm not backing down. I know. And maybe also it was a shock for people to see a politician actually governing because that's a rare occurrence now. It's just he was governing. The leader was leading and I think a lot of people were shocked at that and we're not used to it. And there were also so many people that were saying that we would never get below 14-day averages of five and everything like that and obviously all of their tweets are being brought out now. I know. But acknowledging... Dan Andrews' success in this situation is not diminishing the mistakes that were made and you're able to do both because that's how humans work. So even if you – like my dad is a, doesn't support Dan Andrews in any way, hates him. And you know much how much I love my dad, Vincey. He's the number one but we are able to disagree and still love each other and I think that's the important thing to remember. But, you know, I just – Everyone just needs to calm the fuck down and stop calling me a Murdoch puppet. That was the most offensive thing. Even the <laughs> asshole licking I can forgive. The Murdoch puppet bit? Jesus Christ, guys. Way to strike me in the soft spot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do I have the odd fascination with Wendy Deng? Yes, I do. But that is I about the do. young man she moved on to Correct. after Murdoch. It's very Thank specific. You. Thank you. The details, the devil is in the details, Michael. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously it has been the, – the reason I have been a bit kind of st- st- oh, prickly, not prickly, sensitive, uh, hyper-vigilant on things at the moment is because a lot of you have listened to it. I did a podcast with my old boss last week. It came out on Monday of this week and um, there has been – I have had an avalanche of response, which I was surprised at because it's quite a radio nerd thing. It's a it's a radio nerd podcast. It's specifically his podcast is aimed at X radio people. Yeah, like it's, it's not, a real it's industry a podcast. Yeah, it's total industry. Although podcast. I have to say, I mean, I don't know much about the radio industry, and I enjoyed listening to it. You can relate to it on any level as long as you've had a complicated working relationship with someone. And that was the whole thing. Everyone was like, you know, to actually hear in real time a, 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 an empl- former employee uh, speak to her boss and speak the absolute truth. Um, you know, it was something that obviously resonated with a lot of people and and also quite a few people contacted me to say hearing me talk about needing to do this and then be able to let go has encouraged them to let go of stuff they were hanging on to and have some conversations, which is great. But I need everyone to know I was a complete nervous wreck after I recorded it. I was like I cried all of Friday. It was just like this stuff that I had been really hanging on to. And then over the weekend I was stressing about the podcast coming out because obviously the last time I did a radio-centric podcast was the Will Anderson one. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of – Headlines for months. Put a bomb in my career, some would say. (laughs) 
Um, some would say I self-sabotaged. I say that I definitely did. <laughs> Although, ironically, you walked out of the Will Anderson one elated. And Remember I phoned you? I feel so sick. Yeah, I know. You were completely, you'd really. That oblivious. Yeah. Oblivious to the carnage that that conversation was about to cause. All that was playing in and then it came out Monday and <laughs> the, res- the response has been largely positive. Um, there was a headline in a radio industry kind of and Daily Mail saying that, you know, I said radio treats people like they're brainless. Um, so, yep, that's what they picked out of that whole yeah, I know. That is they deliberately picked the thing that you could put the most salacious skew on or that makes you sound the yep. most judgmental or whatever. But I have to say, I mean, <laughs> who's really going to disagree with that? I mean, come on. I oh, know, it's true. And I stand by it. Uh, not all radio. And that's probably, I should And when you read the context of the full quote, it, yeah. it, 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 you realise you're not making a condemnation of the no. entire medium of radio. No, I'm not. But that I so often get tripped up by that. And a lot of people from, I know, just read headlines and they they don't bother to go read the actual words or even, God forbid, go and listen to the content, go listen to the actual podcast. So that's why how I got into trouble with the Will Anderson thing because um, there was a transcript released. People just went off the transcript and didn't listen to the tone of my voice, didn't listen to how much responsibility I took for Sydney failing, um, didn't take responsibility for, you know, I, I, there was a lot of that Will Anderson podcast was me just saying, yeah, I had an ego and, yeah, I didn't want to let go of stuff and, but that was all. That didn't matter. <laughs> no, well, that's not clickbait. No one's going to click on that. Woman has complicated response. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but I have finally had to let go of trying to control the narrative that's out there about me and all I can kind of do is my actions and how I tr- treat people and how I move forward and trust my audience know the truth about me and they do. Like I, I trust that the people listening to this and anyone who follows me anywhere knows that I'm a well-meaning lunatic who fucks up but is happy to own the fuck-ups and try and get better. And that's all I can do, Michael. Yes. Well, I think despite the clickbaity headline, you're fine this time. You tell people. You tell people what happened. What? With the with, with the, the article. How, how messed up I was. I'm on, like, over this. I'm, oh, I'm oh, yeah. Well, like, I get texts saying there is an article. I can't read it. You need to read it and tell me <laughs> what the content is, which I completely understand. <laughs> So I click on the article and scan through and determine <laughs> how catastrophic it will be to end psychic well-being. <laughs> but I still, like the pact of this though, I still have to honestly report what the article is because it's not going to be helpful if I, like no. if it really is bad, then I no. will have to go back and go, babes, okay, yeah. we're going to need gin. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, I know I'm going to get, this is why you're my best friend, I know I'm going to get the truth delivered with a strategy. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you never just go, oh, they're fucked and they said this and you're fucked. It's always, okay, they have written that you're volcanic and no one can work with you, but. <laughs> it's an amazing picture of you. I mean, they've really picked a nice one. <laughs> no, in this one, though, it actually, the headline was clickbaity. M says that radio treats people like they're stupid. But yeah. the article was actually uh, actually pretty decent um, pricey of, of everything you said. It actually, yeah. and it used, it basically transcribed a lot of your quotes and both the critical ones and the self-deprecating ones. And so it actually was pretty balanced. So you're fine. <laughs> she's still here. She's still breathing. She had a 10 hour sleep. I did. I went to bed so early last night. So anyway, thank you for listening to it. If you listen to it, it is kind of a bit industry-ish, but um, it did feel good to do. I've spoken to him since. But what I do want to talk to you about before you leave, and I think we've been extremely 
um, controlled over not touching the US election for the past couple episodes. Although, I mean, I feel like I want to touch wood when I say this. It, it felt like that era around him getting the coronavirus diagnosis and that everything was just so frenzied and crazy, so crazy. that that we've sort of, I mean, was that peak crazy? I don't want to say that because it's still nah. week. It was not peak crazy. Peak crazy is going to be the day after the election. Oh, like I know. Words. Oh, God. So exactly a month after the Trump confirmation super spreader event for Amy Coney Barish. Yeah. <laughs> she's been confirmed. She is now, she's replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg, giving yeah. the court a 6-3 conservative majority. And yeah, she was voted. all these Republicans that swore yeah. black and blue with Merrick Garland that it would be Correct. inappropriate to put in a new judge in an election year. And this, a week out from an election, yeah. they've done it. Respect, though, must go to Maine Senator Susan Collins, the sole Republican to vote against it. Yeah. So it was split down the line. Pretty much um, everyone from the Republican Party voted yes. Everyone from the Democrats voted no. There was one Democrat who was holding out. She's a centrist, but she ended up voting no. But Susan Collins, the senator from Maine, like don't think that Trump hasn't written that name down in blood somewhere. He will go for her. He doesn't let go of those singular attacks lightly. Well, she's in a complicated situation because she's worried that she might not win her Senate seat back and she's trying to read. Yeah. You know what's going to work. I mean, I'm sure yeah. she, you know. You'd like to think she's just doing it based on her own ethics and belief system. But yeah, in addition nah. to that, she's trying to determine what is going to put me in good stead with the voters of Maine. Yeah. So Amy Coney Barrett's appointment means possibly the end of federal abortion rights, the Affordable Care Act gone, and remember, guys, it's a lifetime appointment, and she's only 48. Mm. So she's going to outlast both these guys, first of all, and. I mean, say what you want, no matter what happens with the election, this is a massive win for Trump. Don't underestimate. He has the nation's highest court in his pocket, the most powerful tool he has, and he's going to use them to steal the election. I'm sorry. (sighs) The magical unicorn of death is really off the hook now. It's like... (laughs) It's basically like a rodeo with the unicorn <laughs> bucking around with its horn just impaling things constantly. Yep. I'm telling you, he's going to steal the election. And we got the first taste of that because Brett Kavanaugh, obviously the guy that got put in there very controversially last year um, and four other conservative judges voted to strike down an order from a Wisconsin federal judge allowing the state to receive and count absentee ballots up to six days after the election day as long as they were postmarked by the election day. Now, obviously, the US postal system is under enormous strain because Trump had all the machines that can mass count ballots dismantled. So... They need extra time to count these absentee ballots because they're they're going to be coming in. Mm. And I think as long as they're postmarked legally before the election, there's no reason to say no and the court needs to be flexible on this and they are not. Now, if Trump were ahead in the polls and they needed every vote, you would I can bet you it would be the other way. But the more people that are allowed to vote, the less chance Trump has to get into power and the Republicans know that. I just want to say for the record, the Enchanted Seahorse of Hope is still thinking that there's a strong chance that it'll be an emphatic victory to Biden or at least enough of a victory to him on the night that it won't be in question. But the magical unicorn of death is just standing there in the rain shaking its head. I want it noted the magical unicorn of death acknowledges that Biden will win the popular vote. Absolutely. There's no question. But Trump will steal the election using the Supreme Court. 
make no – I'm telling you he is obviously sown discord and a barrage of misinformation about mail-in ballots and, and voting that way, like you shouldn't do it. He's also had his supporters intimidate people at polling places, like, you know, people walking past with guns if you're going to vote Democrat. And then, you know, what he's done to the US postal system. So he's doing all that he can and he will go low. He'll go low and Biden won't. He can't. So I honestly think, yes, Joe Biden's going to get the most votes, but he's not going to be the president. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. My little seahorse is in some strong currents. Look, mm-hmm. apart from anything else, just psychologically, I know that what the magical unicorn is saying is horrifically plausible. Horrifically. Yeah. That's her but job. That's I, her just, job. I just I've, – I've made a conscious decision rather than sit there rolling with anxiety. Well, I'm just going to get to the day and then yep. deal with the horror as it unfolds. We're a long Perfect. way away, although yep. it's going to affect the whole world, but still. <laughs> Look – I'm also in the great situation that, happy to be wrong, Unicorn, she's happy to be retired at the end of this if she's wrong. Good. Fine. Yeah. Unicorn will go out to pasture, have a little unicorn, rest. Magical Unicorn of Death really feels quite strongly that he's going to steal the election. So. Oh, I certainly know that that's his plan. I've got no doubt about that. But I'm just really, really hoping that early on in the night there'll be something big like a Florida that will go one way and be impossible to sort of... It's up to the judges if it's close. And I don't think Biden's going to win by enough. What a stupid system. It's the most absolutely ridiculous. Did you know they already, they almost got rid of it in the 60s? It was so oh. close to being dispensed with and they did it. And the fact that it's meant to be this democracy and that it's someone can win by millions of votes... Yep. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a whole hot mess. All right. Uh, well, let's just see what happens. Right. Well, happy shopping. <laughs> happy shopping. Happy hairdressing day. Woo! Will she go blonde? Will she cut it all off? Probably. Who knows? Will she? <laughs> nah. <laughs> this is Emsolation. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, there'll be no Dilemma Doctors this week again. Just because Michael's flat out, his TV show is in pre-production for the ABC, the newsreader, and... Um, Yeah, I just wanted to make it easier for him. So Dilemma Doctors will be back eventually, but just not this week. But what I do want to let you know is that this Friday I am – this is my hairdresser texting me about how excited she is to get my hair done. (laughs) This Friday, fuck, I have a treat for you. I'm going to change your life. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? I'm going to help you via this most excellent guest that I'm having on for an emsolation conversation. Her name's Lucy Peach. She's a period preacher. She's a folk singer. She's a comedian. She's a writer. She has a book out called Period Queen. And she's about harnessing the power of the period. She's about tapping into your menstrual cycle to be a superhero. And I didn't even know this was possible. Now, this podcast is important for men to listen to. I want the men in your life to hear it. And if you're a man listening now, any, if you love any woman who has a cycle, And I acknowledge not all women have cycles. But if you love a woman who has a cycle, this podcast is very important. And especially if you're a woman with a cycle, it goes without saying. But I don't want anyone to think this is is the magic kingdom. This is the keys to the kingdom. This is secret women with cycles business. And the reason I keep saying that, I'm, I want to be much better at being, having inclusive language with our trans sisters, with the trans women. You are, of course, legitimate women um, that – but so I'm just – you know, I don't want you to ever feel excluded. So this is – this podcast is just – I felt so powerful when I finished chatting to her and I left with an action plan and a better understanding of myself as a human and a better understanding of other people who have cycles – 
So don't miss it. This Friday, Emsolation Conversation with Lucy Peach. She's going to tell you how to harness the power of the period, how to assist other people with their cycles. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm so, so pumped. I really am. Can't wait. All right. I'm off to the hairdressers. I'm going to get some new hair. I'm going to get some new hair. And you don't know what it's going to be because I don't know what it's going to be. What's it going to be? I don't know. It depends on my emotional state. Don't say I never sing for you. Bye, guys. Love you.